Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. Hello. <laughs> we're live. Did you? Pre- I didn't know if you pressed go. I was like, you didn't say go. You went three. Two, and then didn't say anything. I was like, are we going? Like, is this just, oh, do I press go? Do I not press go? Oh, no, we're live. We're live. Let's go collect 200 pounds and off we go. I need to stop starting calls like I'm answering the phone and finishing it like I'm putting down the phone. <laughs> uh, hello? Uh, speaking. <laughs> I all be- Do you remember that back in the day? Yeah. Well, I, what I do, it was like parents do it, like uh, 86259. Was that eight six eight six five two nine five? I'm like, if that's someone that doesn't really know us, Mum, that you've just given away our number. But they're calling, so they probably do have our number. I um, who was it? Someone in my like the uh, the Smith residence. <laughs> someone used to answer the phone in my family. I think it was maybe like my nan or someone. I can't remember who it was. Like, yep, it was like what? <laughs> Say it like no hello. Just instantly like yep. Yep. The thing is, it's a good thing because it's like Smith Residence or 865-295 and they're like, ah, now I pressed the wrong button. Sorry, wrong number. Can you remember (laughs) as well the calls that used to be, you have won so and so, and it used to like list off all of these things that you've won to claim your prize. Used to get caught, my my mum was awful for it. Used to always, still now, still now, she is one of the most nicest Christians I've ever met and she is so like come down come down and you've got double glazing people in there we've got (laughs) Jehovah's Witnesses in there we've got charity workers in there I'd always come down and mum's just having a cup of tea with him in the living room she's like oh this is my eldest this is Ryan and I'm like who the hell's that now well they're walking out with the TV and one time she did it and she she got it back but some it was basically it was basically uh, fake it was fake uh, windows I think it was and my mum put down like a £750 deposit for these windows Fuck. and then just couldn't get hold of them couldn't, the number then just didn't work all this stuff and they just go around you know what's even the worst thing for everyone that listens to this you'll be absolutely mortified that dude sat in our house with my mum and my disabled brother in his wheelchair knowing what he was doing that whole time yeah that's me was up. robbing that family and I'm like whoever that was has some serious issues that you can sit there and happily rip off a woman and her disabled child and I think even Sam Sam said the whole time he was like it felt weird and he was like I kept saying to mum let's just think about it kind of thing because he, he is kind of like you know my brother's like what 28 now so he, he is like that house is theirs if that makes sense he pays in for the mortgage and things and stuff like that so that house is theirs and he said, he kept, said, I kept saying to mum, I think we should think about it. Mum was like, no, it's a good deal. And obviously he, the guy was like, you know, put the £750 down now. And, you know, as they do, they're we obviously like, you know, the said, we can lock in the deal for just this day discount for the next 14 minutes, Miss Smith. This is all you've got. <laughs> and yeah, she fell for it. Um, but they're out, mate. They're everywhere. Like, do you remember when we run a 
competition. I was going to say, can you remember when we did it? I was like, oh where, are you, where are you going with this? We run a competition and I think there was nine fake Ryan Smith profiles and they were like, yeah, you've won. All you've got to do is click oh, this yeah. link, enter your details and we'll transfer the money. Well, guess what? One of my mates from uni, Mrs. Entered and she was like, I think I've won. He obviously, she just went to him and he was like, okay, he entered his details and they took a pound. So what they do is they so if you ever run a competition on Instagram basically because um, someone else we know recently did it they'll set up fake profiles pretend to be you and then they'll DM them and be like hey congratulations you've won a prize um, we've done this 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 or you've got to just put your card details and we'll transfer you the funds and they take a pound right because what they do is in theory you'll be like oh you know I got mugged off for a pound a lot of people probably won't do anything to get that back right it's not like it's a hundred pound or a thousand pounds a pound. If someone took a pound from my bank account, it was fraud and accident, blah, blah, blah. But you don't know because they might continue to take a pound out every like week and just see what you do. So yeah, he was like, oh mate, he was like, I think I just got, I think I just got mugged off. That like, is like a message. He was like, I just got a message from this account. And he was like, I've just given my card deal. I'm like, taking a pound? And I was literally like, that was not me, Brad. I was like, I don't need to take a pound from you. And he was like, oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, Bradley, that is typical you. That is you all over. He's like, damn, my missus was badgering on about it. She wanted me to do it for her. (laughs) The thing is, pound out of pocket. It's such like, going back to obviously like your mum's situation, like it's such a UK thing. Like I think us from the UK, like we, we hate, we, we hate to say no to things like, like all, oh my god like the amount of times that i've been sold things that i just do not need in my life but it's like just a, a casual upsell like i'll even be in tesco's and the cashier will ask me oh do you all like I'm, I'm literally filling up my car with petrol and they say oh do you want this chocolate pound this chocolate bar for a pound i'm like yeah i do <laughs> don't need it <laughs> yeah they have it in um i like tesco sometimes so it's like every person has to like i know S- tesco esso the, the garage up in here where i live and they'll literally have them on the counter, like, I don't know, like mini eggs or cabbage cream. And, uh, you, do you know, uh, is he is still there? Ronald? That bloke. Rod- yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. I think his name's, no, Rodney. Rodney's his name. And he's always like, um, next, please. <laughs> any, any fuel? And I'm like, uh, yeah, pump two, please. That's 40 pounds. Can I offer you in two for one cream eggs? And I'm like, no, thanks, Rodney. That's all good. Thanks, mate. <laughs> and he's, mate, he's been there since I was like 16. Yeah. Like, he has literally been there for years. And it's always like, um, can I offer you Chris for 50p? And I'm like, no, I'm all good. Thanks, Rodney. He's like, Luke says two for one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, thanks, Rodney. And, you hear him like Just a few up. people before you he's selling it to and a few people behind but I think they have to do it they're t- yeah. I can't remember why I know this but they're told that they have to on everyone they have to say oh, can I interest you in this can I do this it's like part of it you have to do it otherwise you get in trouble if you don't offer it to every customer I mean from a marketing standpoint it makes sense doesn't it like think about yeah. throughout like I, I always like I'm such a sucker for it like all the time like even if it's something like if unless I don't I generally don't like it I obviously won't have it but if I do like it nine times out of ten I'll have it and because I'm always like I'm getting such a great deal here um and there's I like surely I'm not the only person so thinking about the amount and they do that across all of the SOs in the UK like think how much money they make just from that madness madness anyway yeah, let's, let's get into it. So uh, today, what I wanted to bring for you to bring to you was a. This is kind of the common theme that I see around this time of year. Hence, why I'm I'm bringing this up, and it's something that we see that has been a theme consistently in in uh, check-ins throughout the years of us coaching. And what I mean by this is, 
you know, we've just come out of a phase that's in the summer. Now, with summer, there's usually much more um, energy expenditure that's done because we get out, we move more, it's not as cold, the weather's nice, it's uh, lighter much later into the evenings. Like, we typically don't really just sit at home and, and do nothing like we do when it gets into the winter months. Now, mm. when it gets past September and it comes into, like, October, no, December... I would argue that that is probably the most amount of weight that is gained through most people. Because I would usually say that it would get into like January and February. But I think for January and February, people have this kind of... Maybe like... We're like bears, we want to hibernate. Well, I think through January... He says wearing a fluffy jumper for the first time. (laughs) Mate, today is the first time I've worn trousers, like joggers, and not shorts. Obviously not going out. Mate, in months... Oh, I won't. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and hold that out as long as possible for the shorts and flip-flops. Um, but I think when it gets to like January and February, most people consciously or subconsciously have that thought of like, it's a new year, it's a new me, it's a new opportunity. So they try and push a little bit harder. But however, it's getting to the tail end of the year. And I think people are starting to think about Christmas and whatnot. And it's, it's, the, it's the time through my coaching um, experience where I've seen most people want to basically quit or just be like, do you know what? I'm just going to wait till next year. They kind of give up on their goal slightly. Now, reason being that I feel like I've identified a little bit through this is because of like that season change where you get into a phase where it is so much darker, it's colder, it's much more miserable in the UK. We experience far more rain and doing the things that they usually have done in the summer or we know are going to make us successful, like making sure we're getting adequate amount of steps and not giving into the temptations of marketing because I think right now, the marketing gets ramped up so much for Halloween and Christmas in that phase. And it literally doesn't have any break. It it almost crosses over like all the way up until like the 31st of October. It's still, you're still getting like, I went to, um, I think it was B&M the other day and it had a Christmas aisle. It literally had a whole Christmas aisle already. But the marketing is going to be starting to ramp up, which means the temptation is much higher. These kind of events like um, Halloween and Christmas are very much food based, like sweets for Halloween. And when it gets to Christmas, it's kind of a bit more like comfort food. So mate, they're selling Christmas puddings in co-op. Yeah, they've got Christmas stuff, festive stuff already out. Christmas puddings, stolen. Stolen's good. Stolen. Stolen. Are you watching Great British Bake Off at the moment? I'm not. No, unfortunately not. Yeah, that's. That's something that I'd love to. Yeah. yeah. But the problem with those programs is you have to watch them whilst eating. Otherwise, you just 100%. get so hungry. And I'd, I'd, I'd be like, oh, I'm going in the car, I'm going to shops. <laughs> I typically as well, like, so I, we, we missed like, it's, it, it's already like three episodes in or something. And we didn't, we missed like all of these three episodes. So on Sunday, we saw that it was on. And the first day was, um, it was desserts. So I said to Soph, I was like, I'm not going to eat this with my dinner. I want to eat this when I'm having a dessert, like, yep. because I've got to make that association. And then I haven't watched the next one yet, but I think it's like bread. So it's going to be like pizza and stuff. So I'm like, I need to make sure I'm watching this when we're having dinner. Food. Yeah. Yeah. It does make sense because there's the cues, isn't it? It's like people think that like, hunger goes beyond more than just like your physical hunger. Do you know what I mean? Like that's why advertisements, the smells, like the tastes, the visuals, even just seeing highly palatable food. And it's more in abundance around this time of year, isn't it? Halloween, you get your sweets. Christmas is all about food, about traditions and things like that. And I think that's also why it's so hard because there's a lot more temptation. I'd argue for most people, 
summer is barbecues and drinking for the for the majority, right? Barbecues and that aren't too hard. It's like me, you know, it's typically, Bring your I'd own. argue, not as... Yeah, it's not as calorie dense as, as Christmas. Whereas Christmas is almost like it's a free fall. You scuff your face, as most of us do, around that period, drink whatever we want, eat whatever we want, and we just fully enjoy it. And I think that's the difference in this time of year is there's a lot more tradition around eating and drinking, but also there's just a lot more then temptation that comes with that as well. Yeah. Um, but you've, you've got to think, I think, especially when you're talking about like food and stuff like that, it's like... I think you've got to eat differently. Like, think about the things you're eating. Like, I definitely will, coming into this winter time, I always do it, and I was meant to get one from the shop today, and I forgot, because I'm a little bit run down, it's a little bit cold, I've got my my fleecy hoodie on, and I was like, oh, you know what I want? I was like, I know, I want a nice, like, bread roll, and I want a nice um, bowl of warm, like, carrot and coriander soup. Mm. Just warm hearty food and that's also i think part of it is say again i'm not sure about the coriander soup but yeah i agree with the rest what soup would you have to be honest i probably wouldn't not a soup man no what are you then what food wise if you want something when it's like cold porridge you know imagine you yeah but that's morning man i'm talking you're looking at well you can have porridge whatever you want to be fair i've had porridge for dinner but some actual like hearty food, like or like a beef stew or beef. Oh dumplings. god, no! I so I had this conversation with my girlfriend what yesterday. Like, get out of it. I think a stew is, without a shadow of a doubt, the excuse my language shittest dish out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's yeah, so. Yeah, you are shit. probably one of the most plainest eaters I know. Yeah, that's true. That is <laughs> one of my friends actually he's very traditional like he loves a good like homemade shepherd's pie a good homemade like he'll have like a homemade venison pie or a rabbit stew like he's proper like old school traditional English dishes as it were or countryside kind of dishes I call them um, and I think there's nothing better but yeah so instead of a nice beef stew with dumplings you'd probably prefer I would have a pro I'd, I'd ha- pro yeah <laughs> I would to be fair if, if we're going to go like a, a kind of hearty type British it would be a pie yeah yeah good pie and good mash yeah anyway um, yeah so, back to it so basically what we want to bring you today is just some tips to stay consistent through this seasonal change so you've obviously come off the back of the summer where it's uh, much easier to stick to the process goals that you know are going to make you successful so we want to bring you some tips on how you can stay consistent as you get through into the like winter months. Now, the first tip that I have for you is you would have heard us spoken spoken about this on previous episodes. I think we've done it a couple of times, but it's so important to um, highlight again is remembering the goal of why you started in the first place, like remembering your why behind the journey that you've set out, because without having that why you are always going to give in to a lack of motivation, temptations and stuff. But when you have a why that is so goddamn strong, like is literally bigger than you yourself, it it makes achieving your goal all year round so much easier. Now, what we typically talk about, and I'm not going to go into too much depth about it because you would have heard us do it on other episodes. And if you haven't, go back to our podcast, listen to the, the why podcast, the why episode, sorry, the why podcast. Why, why, why. Um, but... Basically, like no one just wants to lose weight. Like you might just say, oh, I just want to lose 30 pounds. But there's a reason why you want to lose 30 pounds and you have to keep peeling back those layers. And you may say, well, I want to lose 30 pounds because I want to look good. But why do you want to look good? 
And then you start thinking much deeper and you're like, well, actually, like my confidence is really affected. Like I feel like people are looking at me. Okay, well, why is that important to you? And you just keep asking yourself why. And I think you say it, Ryan, don't you? Like typically ask yourself a minimum five times why. Like ask why five times and you will get to the deeper rooted, deeper rooted reason to why you want to lose weight in the first place. And I can promise you, it's not just because you want to look better. Like I can literally promise you that. So remember your why, like why you're actually doing this journey. So if you don't haven't identified that and you feel like you're someone that's stuck in a constant yo-yo dieting cycle, that literally could be one of the reasons why, because you actually like, it's so superficial, your goal that, you know, it's never actually, you'll never be able to maintain it long-term because you've never dug to those depths of understanding. But now you have this why, like how can you make it so obvious, obvious for you consistently? Like, can you stick it on your bathroom mirror? Can you put it on your kettle? Can you put it around the place where when you inevitably have those moments where you wake up and you think, screw this, I can't be bothered, you've got that constant reminder to why you are doing this in the first place. Now, some people don't need this. And I'll give you an example of a client that I had once that why her why was so big that she literally, like, it was almost, she made it impossible for herself to fail. So when she came into the academy, we identified like her why wasn't even about her. It was much, much bigger than her herself. It was all about her children. Because what she had actually realized is she had gone through generations and generations and generations, or her family have been through generations of obesity. Her mum was overweight. Her mum's mum was overweight. Her mum's mum's mum was overweight. And only through that like um, history of generations, the solution had always been a dieting from a young age. And the dieting protocol was basically just eat next to nothing. Like you have to starve yourself. But this act in itself, this habit in itself had been the reason why she had never been successful. Her mum had never been successful. Her mum's mum had never been successful. And she wanted to break that, um, that history. She wanted to break that trend that was always happening through her family. So she decided that, well, she she said that, do you know what? I am going to make it my mission to make sure that I am the generation that breaks this, that my children grow up healthy and they no longer need to worry about the struggles that I have always faced my um, and previous family have always faced. So her, her why is now about her children. So what she then go, like what, what happens there is she is now so invested into herself to get as educated as possible, to crack the dieting code as best as possible so she can then pass it forward. Now, when she inevitably have those days because she's human like everyone else, where you wake up and you feel like, oh, do you know what? It's raining outside. I don't want to go do my steps. Or, you know what? I've had, I've got, um, I've just been told off by my boss. So I'm really, really emotional right now. When we all have those same emotions and those things that naturally try and pull us away from our goal, When she goes to take the action that doesn't necessarily serve her and move her closer to a goal, what's the first thing she thinks of? Oh, well, actually, is this helping my children out? By me doing this, by me throwing in the towel and eating everything and anything in sight, how does that reflect on my children? And obviously, the answer is negatively then. It doesn't serve her or her family at all. It doesn't move her closer to the goal of breaking the cycle further away from the goal of breaking the cycle it moves wrong way around sorry it doesn't yeah. move her closer <laughs> it moves her further away um so she doesn't then take the action and i cannot tell you the amount of times through us working together where she would then text me 
and say, previously, I would have done this, but now I won't. Like, it was a consistent theme where she was constantly having these curveballs that are thrown her, at, at her. And I think this is one of the things that people need to realize about dieting. Like you are forever going to have temptations. You are forever mm. going to have this roller coaster because life isn't this easy linear line. Like no one has that. So she embraced these struggles that she was facing, but her why was so strong that she could remember every single time that she didn't need motivation or willpower to push her through those moments because her why was big enough. Now, you can, if you're someone that doesn't feel like your why is strong enough, and I don't, I'd probably say more, more often than not, people's whys aren't strong enough. But if you don't, if you're one of those people that, you know, you know why you want to start in the first place, but it isn't such a big why, like, you know, your children or something like that, like no one's affected by you not succeeding. Well, you can then have constant reminders. Like I said, think about habits that you currently do every single day. Most people, and you're complete psycho if you don't, one of the first things you do is put the kettle on to go and have some coffee. Now you could put a post-it note, you could have some sort of affirmation, some sort of reminder of why you are on this journey. So when you then wake up, you put the kettle on and you have those thoughts of like, oh, I can't be bothered to go to the gym today or I can't be bothered to track my calories, track my, my breakfast. You've got this constant reminder that you're seeing first thing of the day. Now, I promise you, you are far more likely to succeed with your actions of moving you closer to the goal rather than having that kind of like screw it day by seeing that affirmation first. Because that's kind of the reminder for you to be like, no, I've got this. I am going to do this. Yes, I feel like shit. Yes, I don't want to do this. But I know how important this is to me because of whatever you put on the piece of paper. Like you can do yeah. easy things like that that will set you up for success. And and, it's, and just just like even in just like a day term, it's like a compounding effect, right? If you wake up and something bad happens, you read your like one thing we always say is when you wake up, don't first thing look at your phone because you'll either read a bad email, you read something about the you know the how bad the, the economy is or whatever is going on in, in the world at the moment, and it just puts you in a bit of a a bad a bad place if that makes sense and you get in a bad mindset and the rest of your day is usually crap you know maybe in the morning you burnt your toast you spilled coffee all over the floor it literally puts you in a bad mood for the rest of the day but it works on the opposite it's like imagine waking up for the start of the day you don't look at the phone the first thing you do is you remind yourself why this is important to you and why your health and happiness in your future is something that you are working towards in some of the decisions and actions that you were making today. And it will literally give you a spring and a step. Imagine if you woke up in the morning and you found that you won a thousand pounds. You'd wake, you'd spend the rest of your day in a better mood. I guarantee you'd feel a lot more like upbeat. Things would seem to be going your way as it were. Do you know what I mean? Like you start to pay notice of, you know, oh, this really nice weather outside. The flowers are looking good. Because you had this compounding effect right at the beginning and then it just cascaded later on today. Whereas if you woke up and see your bank account and they're like, oh, someone's stolen a thousand pounds from me. Well, then that's that's ultimately going to be the opposite. You're going to start to feel miserable. Everything's rubbish. Oh, then I got stuck in traffic and then I got to work. My boss is annoying me. You could get stuck to work and your boss could annoy you. But if you won a thousand pounds in the morning, you wouldn't care about sitting in traffic because you'd be playing some songs. You'd be like, oh, I've got stuff in traffic, but I had the best songs on the radio, so I didn't even care. My boss said this, but it didn't even bother me because I knew that I was a thousand pounds better today. Do you know what I mean? So it ultimately then changes your mindset for the rest of the day, and it just has this compounding effect. So it's not even just from a, <coughs> excuse me, a place of like, you are doing this for like, just remember your why to give you the motivation. It's like, it literally is going to set you up every single day 
Like I, and I'm, you know what, I'm going to do it. I was thinking about this earlier. I need to reset this up. I used to have my whiteboard, which is now like a mirror blackboard in my room, uh, my office. And I used to have every single morning, I'd have written at the top, I want to create the best women's weight loss company in the world. And I used to read it every single morning, every single morning. And it literally did. It gave me a spring in the step. I'd literally grab my jacket, out I go, 5am for a walk. I'd come back, I'd read. And then I'd also have, I want to be one of the best coaches in the world. And it's like the way that you read these things and the more that you talk about it is the more that you believe and the more that these things then start to come into fruition. So it's like having that by your bed and reading that every single morning will just honestly not only give you the motivation when maybe you don't feel it when you wake up, but it also will cascade and just generally you having a better day Mm. in all the other areas of your life, not just weight loss, you know, work, family, all these other things. When you sometimes get annoyed by people, you will just honestly have a little bit more of a a tolerance of the world, I suppose, because the world's always going to throw you curveballs in the day but you'll have a bit more tolerance for it 100 percent, 100 percent. um so once you've now identified that why with your journey like the other thing that we want to identify is what can you still stick to if from your process goals when this season changes what basically highlighting where the struggle is so a really really common example that we hear inside the academy we just hear generally in the public is when it's these summer months it's so easy to go out and get your steps. You may get home from work, it's still warm, it's light until about 10 o'clock at night. You can go out and do like an hour or two and you can go get 10,000 steps easily. But when it gets to the winter, it's much, much harder because you wake up and it's dark, you drive to work, it's dark, you then work in an office and you come home and it's dark. And the last thing you wanna do is in miserable weather, when it's pitch black, is then go out on a walk because you know your motivation, your willpower, your determination to go and do these things is so, so low. Or on the flip side, maybe you're used to going and doing your steps in the morning when it's much, much lighter. But again, when it gets to these winter months, it's darker, it's horrible. Well, what is the things that you could do? If you've identified that now, so you know, actually, I can see a trend here. Every single year, my steps are consistently much, much higher in these summer months, and they're much lower in the winter months. And this has a knock-on effect for my fat loss progress because I'm not burning as many calories, which then means my deficit is much, much lower. My progress is so much slower. Um, or you feel some people have an association with hitting their steps and success. I literally spoke to someone today that told me when they don't hit their steps, they don't just put the brakes on like feeling like a failure from a step standpoint. They stop tracking their calories. They have that kind of like screw it mentality because they have currently associated by hitting their steps, by hitting a certain step mount to their success. And when they don't see any success, they feel like they've failed. So they don't only feel like they failed in that one area, they failed across the board. So then they just throw in the towel. Some people like, that's very common for a lot of people, but if we can identify and we can understand, okay, what process goal do we have or what habit do we have that we need to maintain to make us a success, What can we then put in place to overcome that? So an example could literally be like, let's say you, for the step example, well, can you get one of those walking treadmills at home that both of us have? Could you just go and get... Someone just knock on the door, sorry. I thought someone knocked on my door then. Um, Matt, what are these? These walking pads are insane. Oh, they're like, honestly, it's it's an absolute game changer. More often than not, so I have tasks that I've set up in the day that I know that I can go and do my steps on. I have tasks that I know that I can't go do my steps on. And I just made it habit now of certain tasks in the day that I only associate doing those tasks with steps. 
I easily get 15,000 steps every single day. I will all year round because of that simple tweak that I made. I was I was literally in your position or anyone's listening's position that when it got into the winter months, it was dark, it was more miserable. I would struggle to get my steps in. They would always go from averaging like 15 to 20,000 down to like 8,000 at a struggle. Like I had to really push myself to go out. Now, since I've got this, oh, it's just so easy. It is so, so easy. And you, it's like, even if you say, for example, you're not fortunate enough to be able to go and do steps in your own environment in terms of like you don't work from home or you couldn't go and get a, de- a walking um, treadmill under your desk at work, you can still go and do it in something you could do in the evening. Like we've literally, one of my clients does this now, where instead of sitting down and watching TV that she normally does, she has a set program that she w- w- where she's watching a series. In that series... She will typically go through two episodes a night of that series. And I was like, what do you do? Do you just sit down? She's like, yeah, I just sit and watch it. I was like, well, can you do your steps and watch it? She was like, yeah, probably. So she bought one of these treadmills and now she does 10,000 steps. It's it's, it's actually a little bit over. It's about 12,000 steps in that two hour um, series that she watches every night. So now she doesn't have to worry about for the rest of the day where her steps are coming from because she knows watching those series instead of sitting down for two hours, she's now going to be walking on the treadmill. It's just such a simple habit that you can you can uh, instill and it can give you such a huge, huge reward. Yeah. Some people, they're... Um, they may find like stick it, like the food temptations when it gets into the winter months is much, much harder. And it's not as severe in the summer, so they don't need to pre-plan their food as much. So if you know you're that person, well, what habit can you then, what thing can you identify is if you know temptations are typically a, a, a struggle for you when it gets to the winter, what can you put in place to make sure you still stick to your calories without, you know, um, without feeling deprived or anything like that. Well, this is when you're going to have to become a little bit better at pre-planning. There is a solution for every single struggle that you have. Like I promise you that. It's the where people go wrong so they have no awareness around what the struggle is. So they typically go back into the normal routine year, year every single year consistently. They go into these different seasons and just fall back into the habits that never have served them before because they have no awareness to what what habits they are. So take a time today or whenever to identify where your struggle is when it gets to the winter months and then put an action plan in place for how you can overcome that. Now, this kind of leads me into the third piece, which is actually you've now identified those habits, right? You've identified the things that are serving you and moving you close to your goal. Well, it's then basically remembering that as you get into these, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> there it is. Double bless you. <laughs> oh, you're all right. Second time. You're going to be okay there. Hat oh, trick. Right. Can I get a hat trick? No, it's gone. Um, uh, Part time. So Part time sneezer. When you get into um, when you get into these winter months that are typically harder, now you've identified the habit. I remember that actually completing the habit is so much better than completing the task. Like your habits is what is going to make or break and um, and set you up for success. Like people underestimate the power of habits. Like think about anything in sex successful in your life that you do. I guarantee there's a habit behind it that you've instilled to be able to do that. Now, 
I let's let's give you an easy example there. I take vitamin D tablets every single day because I know it benefits me in so many areas of my life. Like it con it contributes to my life. And I have a habit where I literally put it next to my toothbrush. So every time I go and brush my teeth, it's a reminder that I need to take these vitamin D tablets. So I never miss it because I never miss the habit of brushing my teeth. It's such an easy thing to put into your life. Now, going back to the habit and like just starting the habit is more important than completing the task. Let me give you an example of that. Say, for example, you are someone that like you're you're not feeling very motivated to go to the gym in the morning. Well, actually having the habit of still sticking to the routine of going to the gym and you deciding when you go to the gym, okay, well, I'm just going to complete one set here. I'm going to complete one set of 12 reps. And if I want to go home after that, that's fine because I completed the habit of actually turning up and going to the gym. That is so much more important than you completing the full workout because you will stick to that consistently. And I guarantee you nine times out of 10, probably 100% of the time, you will turn up to the gym because you've made the effort to get there, drive there, um, all of these other things, get changed and turn up to the gym. I guarantee that you will be like, oh, I'm just going to finish the workout. Or you're at least going to do more than you would have done if you didn't turn up at all right. So identifying what the habit is and understanding that the habit is so, so important. And where I talk to my clients about this from a step standpoint is I always say to them, like, try and stick, if you can, try and stick to your routine as much as possible. So a lot of people stick to a routine of like, let's say going out for a walk before or after work. I'm like, try and stick to that routine, but don't punish yourself for not completing the full thing. So if you plan on usually going out for an hour walk and you decide that you're actually 15 minutes in that you want to turn back and you only ever complete a 30 minute walk, that's still so much better than you not doing the walk at all. Because this is typically yeah. the mindset that people have. It's so binary. It's so I'm either done it or I'm not going to do it. Rather than that continuum thinking of like, okay, well, I may not complete the whole thing. So what could I, what could I complete? What could I still do? And that in itself is going to set you up for so much more success because nine times out of 10, I promise you your previous previous habit has either been all or nothing. Like we've all been there. It's usually that all or nothing mentality. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's like what I often talk about inside, like with many of our clients, is like the way that you've got to think about it is set like a uh, a minimum viable action as it were it's like look your step count might be 10 but it's like if you physically aren't going to be able to get 10 today okay cool what's your minimal viable action so okay cool. I always say to myself like whatever happens I'm always going to try and get maybe 7 and what it does is within within setting the right kind of circumstances it allows you to have something that you can fall back on because I think a lot of us try to be too perfect right we're like well if I can't get 10 then who cares what I get if I don't get 10 it doesn't really matter what I get Whereas I think sometimes if you're like, okay, I can't get 10, but what could I get? Right, I don't know, looking at the time, looking at what, okay, right, I'm going to try and hit seven. Because then what you're doing is you're just reassessing your goals in consideration to like your the environment, your stress and your availability of to what you can push yourself to get right now in this moment. And that's what you want to think of it. Like Hayden said, like even just, just on like a, 
daily basis and then spread it out. It's like on the day, okay, what can I get done today? And then also look at it on a longer term. Well, if I can't get this done today, could I do maybe some more tomorrow? Could I get some extra in there? Or where could I actually make this balance basically rather than being like, oh, I didn't do it today, so that's it. I've just kind of crossed myself off or I didn't do it this week, that's it. I've just completely crossed it off. It's like actually just take a step back and think, well, if I can't do that, is there something that I can do just to get something done? Because something is better than nothing. Yeah, and that kind of leads me perfectly into like the last point, which is progress is progress at the end of the day. And I think people get so obsessed with the progress that they're currently doing that if they don't maintain that, they're a failure. Now, there's obviously, as I've just explained, easier and harder months throughout the year. So there's months that you can push and you can pull a little bit more. The one important thing when it comes to losing weight is that you don't give up, like you don't stop. Because as soon as you stop, that's when the progress stops. So how I like to look at it is like, okay, well, you know the summer months are typically easier. Like maybe you just find it so much easier to go out and do exercise, move more, naturally burn more calories. And you don't feel like you have as many temptations as it gets to the summer, so it's easy sticking to your calories for some people. Some people might be the complete opposite. Well, yeah. if you know that, well, that's an opportunity for you to under understand and identify through a year's period that that phase in the year is a push time for you where you can optimize fat loss a lot more. But as it gets into a pull phase where the seasons change, it's colder, it's darker, it's harder, well, you can pull back slightly. But the important thing is what you're doing is you're not turning the dial off, you're turning it down. So instead of maybe maintaining like a 20 to 30% deficit that you're doing in the um, summer months, well, you're still going to see success by being in a five to 10% deficit in the winter months. Yes, progress will be smaller, but does that actually match your lifestyle more? Does that make it easier for you? Because progress is still progress. You're not failing, yeah. you're still making progress. And that's it, it's like progress. It's just like, you're looking for progress. There's no right amount or wrong amount of progress. You're just looking for progress. Mm. Any progress is progress and we're too quick to, and I, you know what, I think it's, it is men and women and maybe it's just because I speak to obviously more women on a daily basis in regards to their weight loss, but self-compassion, and high standards is something that I've, I, uh, 98% of the women I speak to struggle with, mm -hmm. is to give themselves some slack. We put ourselves at the bottom, yet we're the hardest people on us, right? If you put yourself at the bottom of the pile, why, how can you be hard on yourself if you're not able to live up to your expectations when you are the lowest priority for you? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, hold on. If you're your lowest priority, then why the hell are you meant to perform at your, why are you then meant to, perform at your best when you know that there's so many other things that are going to take priority over yourself you can't perform at your best you can't get as much weight loss as you can if you are at the bottom of the pile it is literally simple facts so sometimes you've also got to manage your expectations in this and realize look actually you know what weight loss isn't going to be top of my priority pile so therefore i can't expect two three four five pounds of weight loss a week when i'm not just eating living sleeping breathing weight loss i've actually just got to manage my expectations realize that this time of year isn't going to be suitable for me to try and maximize weight loss so i'm going to manage my expectations lower it and realize that just other things are just going to take priority but that's okay because as long as i'm making some adjustments as long as i'm making some progress then progress is progress like choosing a high protein meal when you went out and swapping from wine and having slimline gin, gin tonic is progress mm. like and, and i think it's so this habitual progress is so overlooked it's like well now i'll just look at the scales and if it's not doing it it's like no it's like these choices that you make when you're at restaurants 
these opportunities when you go to bed earlier, how you set your bed up, how you manage your hunger, what you do to stay active. These are actually so important to your long-term success. And as human beings, we choose short-term gratification over long-term. And that's the unfortunate thing. If you can actually start to just manage your expectations like Hayden said and just realize that actually there's more to this than just what you're doing kind of each day and trying to achieve your best, it's just not going to work. You need to manage that and you need to understand that there's some times of the year when you're just not going to be able to diet as hard as you want and lose weight. There's other things that are going to take to priority and that's okay. It doesn't mean you're a failure. It doesn't mean you're a loser. It doesn't mean you're the worst person in the world because you can't do it and you know you should just give up entirely. It just means that you've got to do your best to manage everything you want to do in life. And you can't manage 50 different things and expect to give every 50 pieces that you want to do 100% because you don't have the energy nor the capacity to do that. Yeah, it's so underestimated, isn't it? It's like, I think people, and like, I can even think of times in my life when I've been at fault for it as well, where I, I'm, I've set myself a goal and you either are like, I'm going to achieve that goal or I'm not. There's no middle ground here. There's no like slowing down. Like it's it's this or nothing. But that is the mentality that is holding, I'd argue 98% of people back is feeling like they have to just be um, consistently at that max like deficit or not. And like this is the thing that we always talk about uh, yeah. from a dieting standpoint, isn't it? It's like people feel like well i think it's when you get into a dieting phase and the societal norms that once you're now dieting that's it as soon as you're not dieting you have a day where you're not in a deficit you've ruined it that's it there's no point continuing but it doesn't need to be like that like even if you're in a deficit let's say four days out of the seven you're still going to make progress probably yeah yeah Uh, yeah, and it's just understanding so many people don't understand that I think that's the struggle as well. I don't understand. They're like, no, I need to be in a deficit seven days a week. No? Like, you can be in a deficit three days. You can be in a deficit four days. It all depends on the size of the deficit, what you do outside of that. There's so many moving variables, but you can, like Hayden said, literally be in a deficit four or five days a week, and you can still lose weight. I know someone that he does two days at 500 calories every single week, and he does, he purely does two days at 500 calories every single week because it allows him for the rest of the week to basically have like normal calories or like, yeah, essential normal calories for when he's like trying to maintain. And he was like, I'd rather just go two days having super low calories that give me like, though I think those, what did he say? Those two days give him a still put him in a 5,000 calorie deficit across the week. Yeah. It's such a simple way to do it. Like, all you got to do is just, like, diet for two days a week and the rest of the time you just enjoy yourself. Yes, it's going to be a little bit sometimes tough, maybe, because you are in a big deficit, but... Yeah, side note, I'm not telling you to do this. I'm just saying, like, no, it's, but it's a it's tool. Just, it's just, there's just loads of ways to, to skin a cat. Like, as you know, like, right, on Monday and Tuesdays, I'm super busy at work. I could probably wake up. I could probably have a coffee and a protein shake for 100 calories. And I could probably not eat and just have water and coffee throughout the day. And then in the evening, just have a small 400 calorie meal and go to bed because I'm so exhausted. It's like, well, yeah, that would work. Like, I've done it before and we've been super busy. I've literally had a protein shake for breakfast and it's got to like four o'clock in the afternoon and I still haven't eaten anything. I've had 100 calories. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we've all done it there. We've all been so busy that we haven't eaten. So it's like that for that person works. We're not telling you to do that by any means. But... 
don't think that you know you have to be in the same size deficit every day or you have to be in a deficit seven days a week there's so many different ways of unpacking it creating a program yeah that's like what i always say like i'm like that's why like everyone says what's your program look like i'm like it looks like whatever you need to look like there is no one size fits all your program needs to just be set up to suit you and your personal lifestyle needs personal preference therefore if everyone in the academy now laid their programs out on the table none of them look anything alike because they're all so 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 different with their lifestyle their behaviors their habits their personal preference families mums business owners all these different things all have an impact in what a perfect program looks like for you and even a perfect program looks different for you right like one week you might be stressful and you're on a holiday and you got to try and manage nutrition that way one week you might have a birthday and it even comes down to like when you hear us all talk about cycle sometimes even your cycle can be different you're like oh this month i had really bad cravings the last two weeks next month cycle you might not have no hardly bad cravings at all well, then your nutrition is going to look totally different. Mm-hmm. So you've got to realize that that's, that's the beauty of having a coach. But that's also the beauty if you don't have a coach is tracking your cycle, but also monitoring yourself, your progress and your own feedback to be able to be your own coach and make relative decisions in regards to how you are responding to everything you're doing as well. That's just kind of like a little side note there. 100%. Um, so team that's all I wanted to bring you today um, I hope you found it insightful uh, it's more than anything is like I understand like I know through coaching for years and years and years now that we are getting we are I'm not going to like beat around the bush we're getting into a tougher time when it comes to dieting but it's more this podcast is here to give you the awareness so start to understand that we are going to be going into this phase you are going to have more temptations the weather is going to turn, especially if in the UK, it's going to get shitter. But, you know, like you ultimately still have the power over your own success. So find um, find solutions. Yeah, too true, too true. Cool. Right. Well, let's wrap this party up and um, we'll catch you for another episode. So Latin, bye, take bye, it easy. Bye bye. bye.